Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Nothing About You Says Computer Technology, a podcast about cybersecurity and data privacy viewed through the lens of diverse voices. Today, we'll be talking about cybersecurity in the news. We'll also have a new segment called Blind Spotting. We'll then discuss some privacy concerns related to video conferencing. And then finally, we'll be handing out some cybersecurity awards. I'm your host, Anthony a cybersecurity, data privacy, and regulatory attorney based in Oklahoma City. While I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer, and this podcast should not be considered legal advice. Instead, think about this as a conversation between two friends. But if you need legal advice, please, please, please find a local attorney that can help you. Each week, I want to start by talking about some cybersecurity issues in the news. So let's get to our first story. According to the BBC, Google is blocking 18 million scam coronavirus emails a day. The pandemic has led to an explosion of phishing attacks that are trying to trick people into exposing their personal information. So what do these emails look like? The emails pretend to be from the World Health Organization, asking you to donate money. There are also fake emails from the IRS asking you to provide personal information or to download forms in order for you to get your stimulus check. So how do we tell the difference between a real email and a scammer email? If the email is from the IRS asking for personal information, then it's a scam. According to the IRS website, the IRS will never send you an email contacting you asking you for personal information. If the email appears to be from the World Health Organization, the World Health Organization will never ask you for your username or password. They will never send you an attachment if you didn't ask for it, and they will never direct you to any other website besides their official website. And no, they do not conduct lotteries, offer prizes, provide grants or funding by email. If you get an email like this, delete it, and report it. Our next story comes from Reuters. According to Reuters, hacking against corporations has surged as workers begin to work more from home. Some estimate that these attacks have doubled since last month. What's the reason for this? Easier targets. Now that there are more people working from home, IT departments at companies are having a harder time because they are responsible for protecting data and computers that are more spread out. And employees have different types of setups at home and different levels of protection. Forbes is reporting that half a million Zoom credentials are being sold on the dark web. And in some instances, hackers are simply giving them away for free. Why is this important? Well, not only do hackers have users' Zoom credentials, but people often reuse and recycle passwords. So if hackers get access to one password, they might have access to your password on a number of different sites. It is important to refresh your passwords and use different passwords for different sites and applications that you have. While I know it can be hard to remember passwords, You can use tools like password managers to help you. So while you are sheltering at home, please just take a quick moment and update your Zoom login credentials and any other password that isn't different. 
So how do we create strong passwords that you can actually remember? Some great tips include creating a password by using a quote or passage from the Bible or the Quran. But you should avoid using personal information that people who know you can easily guess, like the school you went to or the name of your spouse. Our final story comes from Indiana, where Equifax paid the state of Indiana $19.5 million to settle claims from its 2017 data breach. Indiana was one of two states, along with Massachusetts, which opted out of the multi-state lawsuit against Equifax that was settled in July of 2019 for $700 million with the FTC, the Fair Trade Commission. These settlements are big numbers that make jaw-dropping headlines. But are these penalties enough to force companies to do the right thing and protect our information and timely report breaches? Consider this. Last year, Equifax revenue was $3.5 billion. So the settlement with the FTC was only 5% of its revenue for one year. I want to introduce a new segment called Blind Spotting. In our last episode, we discussed the lack of women and people of color in the cybersecurity field and how there was a small number of women and people of color in management and leadership roles. The lack of diverse voices can lead to blind spots in technology and policy. During this segment, we'll be talking about some blind spots. As you guessed from the title of this episode, we are going to be discussing self-driving cars. A study from Georgia Tech analyzed how effective various machine vision systems were at recognizing pedestrians with different skin tones. It found that these systems had a harder time identifying dark-skinned pedestrians and were better able to identify lighter-skinned pedestrians. While some have pointed to issues with the study, it does point to an issue with how human bias can seep into our automated decision-making systems. Since algorithms learn from the examples that they're given, if the algorithm doesn't get enough examples of black people or women during the learning stage, the software has a harder time recognizing them when deployed. So how do we fix this? Well, first, if we have more diverse people in the room training these algorithms, then just maybe they would suggest showing more examples of different types of people. But also, researchers can also put more weight on images of darker-skinned individuals. We won't be talking about blind spots every week, but whenever I find a good example, we will certainly try to discuss it. With so many people working from home, people have started to have meetings using video conference services. While it's great to be able to see and connect with your coworkers, there are some privacy issues that can creep up with using these softwares. We've already talked about the security issues related to login credentials, but there are a number of other privacy issues that we should be aware of. If you have a smart device with a personal assistant like Siri and Alexa, you run the risk of part of your video conference being recorded. While Apple and Amazon have worked to increase privacy, these personal assistants have been known to record conversations. In fact, police have even used these recordings in criminal cases. For example, in a 2017 murder case in Arkansas, Bennett County, Arkansas prosecuting attorney Nathan Smith demanded any records from the Amazon Echo device that was in the defendant's home. 
And more recently, last year, Amazon was ordered by a judge in New Hampshire to hand over two days worth of recording from an Amazon smart device to authorities. While you may not be doing anything illegal on your video conference, you don't want Alexa and Siri all up in your business. So mute or disconnect these devices. Another privacy issue relates to camera use. You should always have your camera off until you need to use it. One tip is to buy a cover for your camera that you can take off when you need to use it or simply tape a piece of paper over the camera. Finally, confirm that you have left a call completely. We've all seen the videos of people who think they have left a video call but are still connected. And then we see them in all types of compromising positions. It's funny, but nobody wants to be that person. So confirm that you've left the video call, then cover up your camera. Our final segment today will be a new segment where we hand out some cybersecurity awards. This week, I have one award I want to hand out. This is the first annual This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things Awards. You've probably seen on social media the congratulations to the graduating class of 2020. And people have been posting pictures of their own high school graduations. It's touching, and it seems like a great moment. However, these posts can be used by cyber criminals hoping to get access to your personal accounts and personal information. This is because these posts often provide the name of the city that you've grown up in, the year you graduated, and the high school you went to. These are common security questions used to access your accounts when you forget your passwords. In addition, some people use this information as their actual login information. So please, please, please be careful out there. Thank you so much for joining us today on Nothing About You Says Computer Technology. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. I'm your host, Anthony, and I'll see you guys next week.